Hello and welcome to Talk Junkie. Uh, my name is Justin Perkins. Um, today I'm going to be uh, kind of answering like um, uh, an email that I got. Uh, this thing's pretty new and I, you know, I don't have a ton of listeners. I know that and I don't have a ton of people. But there are people actually kind of engaging and asking things. And um, a lot of it's from people I know. You know, obviously that happens. But this was from somebody I didn't. It was Barry M. Something, I'm sorry. I'm been on the road and, and don't have uh, don't have uh, the email with me. Uh, if I get a chance, I'll pause it and look it up before we get off here. But question was about being um, uh, a self-published author and then there's been a lot of other questions uh, you know I've had since I wrote my book not pertaining to this show uh, about writing books and stuff and I sat with another local author uh, Borda Sloan uh, back before Christmas I was at the hospital seeing my grandmother and he was there and uh, he had wrote a book and and um, he had he had published it and and you know it had cost him a lot to get it published and things of that nature so today i'm going to kind of just do an all-encompassing thing about me writing the book um what got me to do it how i did it and all that and, and kind of cover a lot of it uh may end up being a two-parter to keep these things short enough to where you can kind of listen to them and in one go but um that was another question that come through is how do I lay these podcasts out. I don't sit down and write hardly anything down like uh, the Music and Memories one. I, I did that one. I kind of wrote down some highlights, things I wanted to remember. And I may take a note here and there, but I just do these off the top of my head. So that's why I don't know how long they are. I just hit record and I start talking and what comes out comes out. So that, that's that's why I never know at the beginning of one how long it's going to be. Um, but with the book... Uh, and me writing the book to kind of, you know, I, I, every interview I've done when, when the book first come out, you know, those were the questions. It's how this happened, what drove me to do it, what was the motivation. So I'm going to touch on that first. When I was a, a teenager, um, I started uh, writing, you know, quite a bit, uh, mostly uh, poetry and short stories. Um I'm, well, exclusively, really, poetry and short stories, and in music, you know, writing songs and stuff of that nature, or at least attempting to. Um, that probably started, you know, in maybe around 14, something in there. Um, you know, as a real young child, um, you know, around 8, 9, I would... Uh, I would draw and, and, and do comic type stuff to, to a small degree. Um, I, I, not, you know, more drawing um, and not not very well, you know, um, just random little things. But uh, when I did get my first computer, which was around that time, probably nine, something like that, um, I would produce my own newspaper all the time, but it would it would six you know, extensively be based around UFOs and ghosts, you know, things of that nature, you know, but, so that, the, the drive to do it was always there, um, just in different formats, but when I got fairly serious about it, was coming into, um, to about 13, 14 years old, um, I'd wrote, 
I wrote some little funny, goofy stuff up to the end. Like, I like to write comedy songs and, and funny stuff like that and, and comedy stuff up to that point. Um, and, you know, I can remember in eighth grade writing uh, just had started out as an assignment for school and it just something I kept doing writing these funny stories about this um, detective that was a pig you know and it was just a total rip off of of um, well it was a total rip off of two things it was a total rip off of Dragnet which I'd watched with my grandfather when I was er younger just kind of like a, a comic version of that but also mixed in with this show that used to come on USA it's like an adult cartoon with this um detective that was a duck i can't remember the name of the show but you know it, it was kind of a mixture of those two things as it as it went on but when i hit 14 is when the poetry kind of come in and and it didn't initially come in as poetry to me it, it came in as 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 songs as, as music I, I i look at lyrics as poetry and i wasn't writing these poems really in, in the sense of, I wasn't, you know, I was big on Poe at that time. I found Poe probably around 7th grade. Um, well, it was. It, it was in 7th grade and, and become slightly obsessed with Poe. But I didn't look at my... Oh, excuse me. It's early. It's before 6 a.m. Um, I didn't look at my writings in in the same vein as Poe um, I looked at them much differently I, you know uh, it was much different it wasn't as good that's that's one thing and I didn't have that special touch with words but a lot of it was also structured more like a song and um, you know a lot of songs the, the, the structure is obvious to me that it's a song, and, and you know you've got, and you know you've got, and you know you've, got, you know, um, and, and and there's an order, you know, verse, chorus, you know. Uh, it, it wasn't until writing for a while that two things kind of happened. I made a transition to uh, to it being purely poetry was the first thing is. Okay, the songs I'm writing are not going to match the word, or not the words are not going to match the type of music. Oh, I'm sorry, it is early. It's not going to match the type of music that my band is playing, and you know, I'm also getting enthralled into the ideal of poetry, and here is the opportunity to, to to change the style and format to kind of match what I'm moving into and it it started to morph into something different and I, it, it changed the layout of things and, and you know moving into probably 16 or 17 a couple things you know, I'd, I'd found, started listening to some different music stuff, you know, and, and especially listening to Deftones. The song structure is not the same, and it, it, lyrically, if you take these lyrics and lay them out, sometimes you can't tell that that's a song. So, at that time, even though I think that influence has left because I kind of found myself, that that influence was very prevalent in, in my poetry. And, 
Plus, I'd done uh, some some work at uh, in, in high school for the portfolio deal and all this. And, and I'd started this short story called Dear Ann about uh, this soldier who goes off to Vietnam and he's writing back to his girlfriend, his wife. They got married before he left, named Dear Ann, or named Diane. The story starts off as a letter, and the story is actually a collection of letters, and I, I didn't really put an ending to it as much, and then I go back and revisit it, and it's more than they kind of wanted lengthwise for the portfolio, so I continue to work on this, and, you know, he, he sends the letters back, and he sends the last letter, and uh, before she can open the last letter and read it, she, she's greeted by a military guy at her door that tells her he's dead and she waits a long time to read the letter and blah 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 blah. But that kind of opened up a, a, a desire for storytelling which had always been but I'm a very oral person um, I, 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 I like storytelling I, I like um, you know when, when I was in grade school I was on the speech team um I did improvisational duo, things like that. I like one of my favorite things was extemporaneous speaking. And not necessarily because I like the subjects or I like these things, but it gave me the opportunity to do something solely created by me. And you know, everybody says, do what you love and, and you'll never work a day in your life. Well, this is what I love. I, I love to talk. I, I love to do the, the podcast. I, I love to speak. I love to speak in front of groups of people. Um, you know, when, when my book first came out, the opportunities that were afforded to me to, to speak to these to these students and these different programs and stuff, and and, and to do these radio interviews and, and all these things, you know, that was very uh, rewarding to me because that, more so than probably writing the book allowed me to express myself so so I, I'm, I'm a very uh, you know I have a very heavy emphasis on, on orally being able to do things and, and so this this kind of desire to write stories and tell stories um, that really come from this short story from this came all of a sudden kind of out and, and it combined these two passions these passions of, uh, of you know wanting to act things out, wanting to be a, an actor, I guess, to some degree, and, and wanting to say these things, to, to writing them down, and and so I took this, from this one, th- you know, from this one project of, of writing this Dear Ann, that kind of morphed into this desire to to write, uh, you know, plays and, and very heavily dialogue-based things. I don't do well with structures. Uh, there's a new short story uh, in a book I'm working on that really just reads like stage direction and, and uh, lines for a for a play or a movie or something. It, it doesn't read like a short story. That's that's how I think, and and that's how things generally come out. So I may actually still try that and put it in. It's a sci-fi based thing, and it may actually end up being in this new book. You know, uh, looking at it, it, it's hard for me to tell how that's going to translate to people, but uh, it very likely could be could be in the new book. Um, but back to back to dear Ann, you know, this writing this in high school kind of triggered this desire to expand writing out a little bit, but poetry was still this main focus. And and you know, as a as a sixteen year old. Um, 
kid in the area I was in, um, you know, in eastern Kentucky, I was more of a, a gothic, almost emo type kid, you know, and that uh, didn't slash metal kid, but very emotional kid. I'm a very emotional person. I know I take no shame in that now. Um, you know, I guess you're, you're reluctant about expressing that or, or saying that in some way when you're younger, but the poetry allowed me to, to do that. And But a lot of that poetry was just, you know, uh, about girls or about things at that time or about things I was being overdramatic about. But it was putting in work and and I couldn't, you know, I could, I failed improvement, whether it was actually there or not, and I continued to write, and that was something I done. I wrote every day, I mean, every day, and you get to the point that I'm 19 years old. Um, I would say, you know, and I've always made this estimate, and I don't, I don't think it's an exaggeration. I, I think if anything, if I tell you I had a thousand separate writings at 19, I think that is being very conservative. Uh, prolific, yes, possibly, you may say that, but the quality, I assure you, was not there. Uh, you know, it's easy to get a thousand of something that's not very very good, you know, so it's not it's not a brag on, on the amount I had, it's just to, to be realistic and give you in perspective how much I was writing, uh, even though most of it, if, if I were... Um, going to do anything with it was less than spectacular, but by 18, you know, by 18 I had, you know, 80-90% of that written, and my plans were for a poetry book, and, and you know, this is not very creative, but you got to understand, it's 18 years old, and, and this, I can tell you the title of the book, the title of the book is The World, The World, The Way I See, The World and the Way I See It by, by Justin Perkins, and, um, you know, I had these plans to do this and publish this, and and the, the problem was I had this one fear at 18-year-old, and that was that people would read what I had written. You know, I wanted to be a published author. I wanted to write poetry, but I didn't want people to see what I'd written. That that kind of scared me. I was embarrassed by, by what I had to say and what was, you know, just, just because, you know, it's not cool write poetry, you know, that that was the first thing come through my head, and at that time, I worried about what other people think, I don't now, and I think it's very cool to write poetry now, but at that time, you know what, you know, you're a kid, and, and you're influenced easily, and, and you, things are, you allow things to, to, to sway you that you shouldn't, but also, I guess I was worried about people knowing too much about me, or, you know, it being too personal, and and so I sit on this for a long time, which the, the likelihood of getting something like that um, produced and, and published at that age was zero to none. Um, but either way, even if it had been a, a possibility, I sat on it. Uh, I got married, and when I got married, I don't know what it was. Uh, I felt as though those poems, I guess, in some way reflected a weakness in me, and I don't know why, and I was a very different person by the time I was married, you know, even though it wasn't that far along, uh, you know, so between 19 and 20, I, I just quit writing, um, and at, at, by 20, I destroyed everything, I mean, I tossed it out, threw it away, 
I didn't want my wife to find it or my kids to read it. And I said, yeah. And I completely and totally stepped away from writing. And, you know, as, as years went on, I had some issues with mild, very mild depression. And had some issues, you know, just sometimes self-loathing. Just different things of something doesn't feel right, you know. And not feeling great. You know, not feeling bad. I had a wonderful life, of, you know, great marriage, daughter, you know, everything was good. Uh, just, just didn't feel right in a certain level. And, you know, like I said, this was around 20 that this started. And, and I've, I've quit writing. I've tossed all this out. I quit a lot of things I could do to express myself. I kept the music. And now I started writing some for the band again. You know, but very little. Um, you know, our guitar player for that last band, Bruce, I didn't expect Bruce, not because I didn't think Bruce was talented, just because I'd never seen Bruce express an interest. I'd, I didn't expect Bruce to attempt to, to do the writing and stuff, So, and I, I wasn't the lyricist, I wasn't the singer, so, I, you know, when we didn't have a singer, um, I, I did write you know, some, and, and would, you know, uh, not not musically, you know, I expected Bruce to do the, the musical end of it, but the, the lyrical end of it, you know, uh, kind of like to leave that to the, the singer when he can, and, but I did throw some out there, and, and before I really got a chance to throw a lot out there, Bruce starts coming in with, with lyrics to go, with songs he's wrote, and they're really good, and so, I, I just, the ideal of writing any more than what I had, it kind of wanes and fades away because Bruce is, is writing very good songs. And, you know, I guess the, the ideal thing to do is to write things and try to write together and, and you know, even try to compete to some degree because that makes everybody better. But I'm loving his song so much that that doesn't even occur. I'm like, yeah, well, let's, let's stick with this. So writing kind of stays out, you know. Um, I do a, 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 I guess you'd call it like a web TV show, like a web show uh, on Ustream and, and back in the MySpace days with my drummer, um, Tyler, and that's the oral thing, and that, that gets that out, and I get to talk and discuss things and stuff, so that kind of helped, and that, that made me feel better for a little while, but... You know, I'm still not really writing. I'm still not writing poetry. I'm still not engaged at the level I was when I was a teenager. And, you know, a long time passes. And this is kind of back-to-back. My uncle dies. And then, you know, a little bit of time goes by. And then my grandfather dies. And, you know, my mom's really tore up other members of that family, you know, uh, a couple of them, not all, but uh, it's a very small family, you know, my, my aunt, my uncle's wife is, is distraught, you know, obviously she's had a rough go, and then two people very close to my mother are, are just monsters, and, and that's making it hard on my mother, and I, I start to really kind of get depressed for the first time in my life, I really starting to, I don't like my job, I, I don't like what I'm doing, I 
feel like I'm stuck. I'm, I'm living somewhere I don't want to live, somewhere I swore I'd never live, and I sure, sure as hell would never die there. And in here, you know, people are dying all around me, and I'm stuck there, and I'm doing something that's not exactly what I want to do, and, you know, all these things are, are happening, and, you know, this is... Con people look at this differently when I tell this part of the story, and, and this is one of the beauties of... Of, of my personality a long time ago even before I learned how to deal with my emotions as far as the depression I learned to not give a, a crap what anybody thought and, and I still don't this is a, being as truthful as I can be to you one day I'm watching Anthony Bourdain I, I love Anthony Bourdain I'm, I'm watching um, No Reservations just kind of you know burning through these episodes of No Reservation and um, um, I Google something, and I'm reading some info about him, and I knew he, you know, he wrote books and stuff, which I hadn't had not read. But you know, I loved the show, I loved his personality, I loved everything he done. You know, both shows. Uh, I was a huge fan of both shows, and you know, it's like he's like in his thirties, I think late thirties maybe when he writes his first book. And, you know, I don't fact check this. I'm just looking at this. I'm like, wow. What makes you decide at that point in life to write a book? I mean, you've not been an author up till that point, you know. Is it, did he write the whole time? You know, why? And I kind of just lay that aside, and that just kind of stays in my mind. And then when I'm first getting big into podcasts, uh, to me, the best podcast there is is, is, is Joe Rogan. Uh, you know, you never know who you're going to get, you know, and he's, he's very uh, open-minded and across the board. He brings in all different types of people, and I was always intrigued from the scientists to these doctors and and all these people, and, you know, he, he brings in a lot of people, too, that are just kind of motivational, people that kind of, you know, doing better. Is this, I'm scrolling through YouTube, and there's this motivational video. And various guests talking about doing what you want to do, and doing what you want to do, really just focusing on on goals you have, and just you know not getting stuck, not not hating the press, not feeling unfulfilled. Not to me, that's that's um, that's something that really my attention. So these two ideals that I've I've come across kind of start to meld in my head. Okay, you know. Let me do and, and let me let me you know pursue these things and man at, at, at a later age you know Anthony Bourdain just up it's not about writing he just up and, and changed his life and did what he wanted to do now this is kind of fast forwarding a little bit because these two notions are very prevalent in my head now and so I, it's a constant every day what do I want to do what, what what do I want to happen? What do I, what do I want to do? And now let's go back about six, seven months before this. About six or seven months before this, I'm sitting at work. It's winter. You know, it's cold out. I'm waiting on the company to get there. I do inspection. And here's this pen and this paper, and I'm thinking about about my grandfather, and, and I'm I'm 
something has happened with with his wife, you know, between her and my mother. You know, I'm not I'm not happy. I'm, I'm upset and I'm angry and I'm sad. Thinking about my grandfather, and I just pick up this pen and paper and I just write. For the first time since I was, you know, almost 20, I just write. But I, I write in a different way than I'd ever wrote before. And it comes out like poetry. And I think nothing about it. I shut this notebook back and, and this notebook's you know, there's constant paper notebooks in my truck. I'm writing down stuff for work and, and keeping up with footages and, and, and all these different things at work. And this notebook, you know, it's the first page of this notebook. And, and uh, I just write in it and lay it to the side. And, and you know, I, I don't really think about it. goes by and grab this in my head. And I don't know what it is. Nothing forms. I don't sit down to write poetry, when I sit down to write something, I don't sit down and go, okay, I'm going to write about this, and I'm going to do this, 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 I'm going to follow this progression, I'm going to do these things, I'm going to write this way, I just sit down and I write, and I can look at the writings and see a chaotic nature to them, and see that they're not, you know, my to me, my poetry is nowhere near as good as 90% of the poetry I see, and, you know, a lot of poetry takes time. A lot of poetry takes months to write. Restructuring this. I get it in my head. It explodes at one time without thought or forming or putting together or, or trying to make it be something. And it just comes out. And it, it, it is what it is. So I pick up this notebook. Boom. Another, another poem just kind of comes out. And the very next day... It's three, and I remember that. There's three that come out. And so over the six months before I, I hear these two things, I'm just every day, you know, uh, I'm doing I'm doing two things. I'm taking a lot of pictures at work, a lot of pictures of, of, of the area, run-down mining work, mining old camp houses, and, and, and just destruction, just ruin. Uh, of, of from this industry that's dying and, and, and I'm, I'm looking I'm taking these pictures and I'm going through and I'm editing and I'm looking at these pictures just on my phone I don't have a camera anything of that nature and you know I sit and look at these you know I'm sitting and writing these poems all of a sudden again that are very personal a lot, but then I'm getting these pictures, taken from these pictures, and I'm writing poetry about things that are around me, and, 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 and about these pictures, just kind of, you know, it's, it's a field of interest I don't have, I'm not big on my mind, it's very prevalent in the area, it's, it's very, you know, I have family, but I, I never, I never worked, I don't, I don't know anything about it, but these pictures they do something. Oh, excuse me. They do something to me, and and they elicit an emotion from me, and they inspire me to do something, and they inspire this 
this writing. They inspire me to to um, to create, you know, on, on this level about these things. And so I'm doing this. I'm writing again. I'm starting to feel two things. I'm starting to feel much, much better about myself and my emotional state is improving and all these negative emotions are getting put on the paper and I feel like to a large degree I'm healing myself. You know, the the the, the dissatisfaction with what I am and where I am in life. Those those things are still there, but that's that's kind of a separate deal, you know, but uh, I'm feeling better about what I'm my, my daily emotional state is better. I'm writing these things and you know I can't remember to what degree I let my wife read maybe one or two but nothing you know I, I'm not sharing these. These are kind of staying staying with me. And then I get pretty good collection of two things one pictures and the other um, poetry but the pictures have sparked this interest in the birth and life and death of the coal industry and what it did to the people and the region you know what it did to the land and the landscape and what it did to the people and and these companies that made millions and left and and so you know the obvious thing pops in my head let's, let's make a book of this poetry that's actually the last thing that popped into my head the first thing that popped into my head was let's make a documentary because i really want to make documentaries it's what i want to do i have no technical skills i have no camera skills and i have no equipment i want to make a documentary and that's my desire and i'm looking at it now buy this really cheap hundred dollar camera it's not what I need but I'm trying to test this stuff and you know I'm still writing every day and I've done this now for years you know, a couple years and I get just keep going back to what am I going to do with these writings I don't want to throw them away I threw the last ones away and I regret that every day I wish I had them back to look back and see how I felt at that time and you know man I'd like to have really tried to publish that book I wanted to publish when I was younger and you know I don't have the poetry now I can't do it you know and, and this new poetry that I've got that's really piling up doesn't doesn't cross my mind you know and and there's not as much of it you know I, I'm, I'm, I only write now when it really hits me when I really need to do it it, it comes in these spurts and and you know I'm starting to read these poems and you know they're not classics by no means by no stretch of the imagination but when I read them I am very proud of them um, not on the level of their quality as much as the way I was able to say what I really felt and that it made me feel good and that I felt like I worked hard at it and and did the best I could do with it. That you know there was there was a sense of pride in that. So I sat down. It's you know I'm writing every day and, and I'm thinking this and then we kind of 
it's not really a layoff, just there's no work. And in the industry, I mean, I'm a contractor. You know, a layoff is when there's really never going to be anything else again. You know, these guys can send you all over the country if you want to get technical about it. So there's never really a layoff, but there's just lull in work. It's winter, it's December, it's cold, going into January. And, you know, not going to work most of December, probably not going to work most of January. And here I am at home, a lot of free time on my hands, and, you know, I'm a night owl. I can't hardly sleep, even though it's, you know, I was up five something this morning uh, due to work. You know, I sit down and, and I'm just going crazy. I'm like, man, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to start a podcast. I'm, you know. And then I, I just happen to bring in these writings from the truck, and I'm going through these pictures, and I'm like, you idiot. There it is. There's there's the book. There's the book you wanted to write. And, and this one has photography to go with it. And, and let's let's do this. Let's 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 write this book. Let's get this out there and, and let's you know see if anybody's interested. If anybody wants it, if anybody'll look at it, let's see. You know, because it's what you always wanted to do. So do it. There's nothing to stop you. At this point in time, there's no reason why. There's nothing to sit and say, no, I can't do that. Because if you got the time and, you know, you don't have to use your name. And nobody has to even know about it. Nobody around here has to know about it. You write books and they get huge and you make plenty of money and, and nobody... You know, nobody's the wiser. And, and all these things are flooding through my head. And, and so I start sitting down and and, and, and I type them all out. Because at this point, they're, they're all in the book. You know, they're all in this notebook. And, and I just, I, well, they're not all. Some are in this notebook. By this point, I've switched and, I, you know, have a, a certain notebooks, type of notebooks like that I have. And, and you know... I quickly go through and, and, you know, I'm wanting to incorporate these pictures, so I, I narrow it down, okay? I'm going to do the co-related poetry to go with the pictures, and then I'm going to throw some of the personal stuff in, and, you know, um, there you go. And, and when I write um, in the notebooks... I don't know why it's it's the way I do it. I don't throw punctuation in there. I don't, you know. Sometimes I struggle to read the words because my writing is so sloppy, you know. So it takes a while to get these things typed out, you know. And I type them out just the same way they go in the book. I don't like to, to tweak things and mess with things very much until you got to the personal ones. And some of those I started changing things on, which was a mistake, but I didn't know that at the time. But I was worried. Well, if anybody ever figures out it's me that wrote it, you know, they'll know this is about this person, this is about that person. So it doesn't matter. If you feel it, write it. But I didn't know that at the time, you know. So I would I changed a couple of things. I left out some poems that I really liked because I thought the worst thing I, for me that I could ever do was the first thing I'd done. What if somebody reads this and thinks this? Not... You know, worried about my work and really getting it out there. Worried about what other people thought. That was a mistake. So, 
I'm sitting it and trying to put this thing together and getting the photos together and and doing all this and, and, and typing it out and laying it out. And I was looking, I'm like, okay, this this could work. Not a huge book. I don't want to take everything I've got written. I want to be very selective. Select the stuff that I'm think is the strongest for for this book and start building a book. So I start building a book. I start sitting in the floor and handing stuff to my wife to read, getting her input on it, and putting it back into the pile and, and laying it out. And I've got it in an order and a structure the way I like. And then I'll, I'll go through the whole process again and redo it again and go through the structure and, and change it, let my wife read it. Okay. You know, now I've got something. Okay. I'm not great with the punctuation and and, and and the various different aspects. But poetry is fairly fluid, and I'm also I've, there's misspelled words because when I printed these out, I didn't go back and do you know there's the big red lines where it's spelled wrong. You know, like I've not went back now. I'm like, okay, here's here's the file of these. Of, of these writings. I've sat down and organized that into the ones I'm going to use. I give it to my wife. I might go through, just quickly go over, just correct the things that automatically she's correction, but then not structural stuff. Not, you know, um, I send it to my sister-in-law. She's a teacher. I let her look over it. She sends me a file back. And, you know, I'm watching YouTube videos on, on writing a book, and it's like, look, you... You know, all these different things. I'm skipping these steps. To, I want, when I decide to do something with this book, I want it basically to be ready to publish. And so, that's what I focus on doing. I focus on getting this thing ready to publish. Um, and I let people look at it and all this. And, and I've got two files. I've got revision, revised file, and I've got my original file. And I'm leaving my original file on it. And I always go back... But I keep sending this revised file out to people, letting them look at it. And um, I send this revised file to a publisher. That's where we're going to pick up with part two. I send it to a publisher. So um, it's into part one, writing the book. And again, I, I'm, like I said, I've, I've, I've got a headset on. Not able to look at anything, having to pull over to start and stop recording on these things as I drive. So uh, I, I can't, you know, I'm not pull up the email and stuff. But thank you to, to whoever it was that asked. And, and, and again, this is something that I get asked a lot. So it'll cover for a lot of people. But that'll be the end of part one. Part two will pick up from there. Um, I just went yesterday to uh, the Red Spotted Noop in Hazard, Kentucky, the new bookstore. I believe it's going to open. I really believe 1st of February. They didn't give me a dead opening on that, but we went, looked at, they've got a huge shipment of books come in. They've got an unbelievable, unbelievable selection of books. Just some hand-picked stuff that she, she's picked out already of her, on her own, and then this, this new shipment of new stuff that's come in, uh, and I dropped off copies of every one of my books yesterday. And as of right now, 
Uh, and up till this point, no one's ever had them. But as of right now, you know, unless something drastically changed, and it probably won't. For the next month or two, it's definitely not. If you ask me to put my book in your stores for the next month or two in your local, it's not going to happen. Which I don't think I have to worry about that. It's never happened to this point. She very much wanted the book. She's going to have a very big emphasis on local artists, which I think is awesome. But as of right now, that's the only place you'll be able to get my books local. You don't have to mess with shipping and waiting. And this, you can literally go in there, pick it up, and leave with it. Uh, she asked me to do a reading, but I've got another book almost done, and I want to kind of wait for that. Uh, you know, you kind of really just get one shot at those, um, and it's a big deal to me because this is my best friend's doing this, and, and I really think a lot of her and her family, and, you know, I feel like my new book is better, and I, you know, I don't want to go in and do it with the first book and and not get to touch on this new book i don't want to miss out the opportunity to do it with this new book it would be awesome to do it with the old book because you know the old book means a lot to me it was my first book you know the poetry book but i don't want to miss out on on doing it with this new book as well so i'm going to save that you know you don't get very many opportunities like that in life and i'm, I'm going to save that for the new book so that i can touch on both and, and deal with both but really nice space and great looking and she's got some great ideas she's going to bring some authors in i mean i'm beyond excited my wife and i got to look at everything yesterday and you know this is somebody that my wife was really good friends with and i was really good friends with so like it's 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 important for me and my wife like it, it means a lot to us to see her succeed but it's going to do great this place is going to do great so go check out red spot and find them on facebook it's red r-e-a-d red spot and and it it i really have a lot of uh, of high expectations for this place i think it's going to do very well but check it out on facebook and uh you you know trust me it, it's worth a look all right you guys come back for part two and uh we'll finish this thing